Welcome to Brick House with Bob Johnson and Matt Baker. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Brick House, a special episode here today. I'm Bob Johnson. And I'm Matt Baker. Bob, before we get started, if people want to find us, they can find us at BrickHousePodcast.com where you can email us, find us on Twitter and Instagram at BrickHousePod. I'm at, hey, it's Matt Baker. Are we on Podbean yet? Still waiting for the email back. Okay, from we're still not on Podbean, but we're basically on any podcast platform you can find. Another episode, another big guest, Bob. Big guest. Our guest today is Matt Hill from the Super Hoopers podcast. Also, uh, the creator of Spurs Special Forces mm-hmm. YouTube yes. classic. <laughs> yes, it's old enough to be a classic at this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's very sad. Yeah. Hey. I'm still making, you know, 20 cents off it every month, you know, via the YouTube ads. So oh, I'll take it. I'll wow. take it. That's 20 cents more than we're making off of YouTube. Yeah, yeah. So. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show, Matt. We have a lot to talk about on this episode. A lot, there's a lot going, long, going on in the NBA. Yeah, <laughs> middle of August, beginning so, of August here. Did you hear well, the big news that happened in the NBA today? Bob, was it uh, the Raptors signed Jordan Lloyd? Is that who it was? Yeah, I checked Hoops Hype minutes before the episode started just to make sure there wasn't some breaking news. Jordan Lloyd signed with the Raptors. One L. L-O-Y-D. You know, you know that guy. Never heard of it. I uh, I turned Woj notifications on during free agency and uh, have yet to turn them off. That's a mistake. I mean, in, in August, <laughs> your, your phone blows up and yes, yeah, this character, Two Jordan Lloyd. Yeah. But you and you can never quite see the entire tweet on your phone. You always have to like actually go into Twitter to see what happened, and it's just a giant waste of time because nothing nothing has happened in in over a month. Jordan Lloyd actually played college at University of Indianapolis. Sorry, Indianapolis. It's a D2 school. So he was – that's that's him right there. Okay. So big pickup. Yeah. A lot of big swings by Masai Ujiri this summer. <laughs> <laughs> we want to give a little background about Matt. He's been on the show once before uh, with the crossover show that we did with the uh, Super Hoopers. Yeah. It seems like yeah. years ago at this point. It was a year and a few months, I think. Okay. So almost years. He's our friend from the Almighty Baller Network. That's oh, where yes. we uh, we first met. So I wanted to give a little background. I know you're you're a pretty humble guy. You don't like to talk about all your your classic <laughs> YouTube accomplishments and right, right. Your professor, econ professor, doctor. That's do you, right. Do you introduce yourself as doctor? Uh, yeah. On okay. Oh, I mean, my grandma introduces me as a doctor. Okay. <laughs> she, my grandma, my grandma, when she sends me the birthday tra- uh, birthday check, it'll say Doctor <laughs> Matthew yeah. Matthew Hill on it. Yeah. She's she's the only one. <laughs> well, so what came first? Was it Spurs Special Forces? When, when or, or, your... or the doctorate? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened was I made Spurs Special Forces, <laughs> and then UCLA was like, "Well, here's your PhD. <laughs> we don't need to see the dissertation." <laughs> 
No, I'm sorry. What'd you say? What came first? <laughs> the uh, your your first entry into NBA comedy. Spurs Special Forces, for sure. Yeah, Spurs Special Forces. I made. I think it was in 2015. I made it. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, January 2015. Yeah. And for the listeners who haven't seen it, how would you describe Spurs Special Forces? Man, the greatest piece of animated NBA. Po- I mean, you said I was humble, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, the Spurs are a uh, the Spurs are a uh, secret uh, international. Uh, I don't know. Uh, they're like the A team, basically. Right. They like do missions. Um, and they were, yeah, they're like, you know, they're like an international spy team. Because back then it was like Parker, Ginobili, and Duncan. Uh, and Pop is the leader. And I thought they kind of nicely aligned with the members of the A-Team. The A-Team for your kids out there was a Ooh. show in the early 1980s <laughs> that if you actually go back and watch, it's pretty terrible, but was beloved uh, by me in my childhood. <laughs> Bradley Cooper was in that, right? Bradley, yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> in, the, in the remake. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it was just a, it was just a fun idea I had and, uh, I made it and people liked it. It's really great. Definitely recommend checking it out. Five episodes in total, in total. So I, I recommend uh, all five, actually. But all, <laughs> although the last, sadly, the last one, I couldn't get one of the voice actors, so I had to do the voice myself, and people noticed. Oh, wow. <laughs> people, Which voice was that? I did uh, Pop. I did Pop's voice. Okay. okay. Yeah, five episodes. It's very British TV of you. And another <laughs> right. thing they do is they wait years and to make a second series. So in a couple of years, you can revisit it and do another five. I, I've been uh, I've been toying with the idea of doing an episode about this whole Kawhi situation. Ooh, but, nice. But since no one wants to pay me to do it, and I have a kid now, it's, uh, what about yeah. the twenty cents? <laughs> no, that's true. Sorry, I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> forgot that Google is paying me uh, cents to uh, to yes. do it. So this past year, I've been watching Game of Zones, right. and I listened to the Super Hoopers. And about episode, I think actually, I think it was the second episode was the uh, Sean Marks. What was it like the life of Brian? He's pushing the no, the cart. The, uh, the second episode of Game of Zones. Game of Zones, yeah. Right, right, right. So he's pushing the cart, and then the, there's a Brian Colangelo comes out. There's all these inside basketball, you know, great jokes. And I'm watching, I'm like, man, these guys have just completely ripped off the Super Hoopers, Brian Colangelo, you know, inside jokes, until I saw the credits, Matt Hill, writer on the Game of Zones. Yeah, yeah that was the first episode I wrote. That was like the first day. That, that, that was, so that was the second episode of this current, uh, this last season, which was season five, I think, of Game of Zones. Uh, yeah, no, that was, the, I think, the first thing I pitched. And they're like, yeah, go write it. And I wrote it. I mean, they rewrote it, and we, we worked on it together, but yeah. But I can't even remember the clan. I think was it, yeah. There was like lots of Colangelo stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Brian was, Longcollars. That's right. That's right. I think he. I think he was already Brian Longcollars in the show, though. I think oh, last right. season he was already. He's already. Uh, yeah, Brian. Guys, Longcoll- get a new slant. Yeah, <laughs> that was. You know that was fun at the. Uh, so the whole Brian Colangelo Twitter Twitter burner story broke, while we were like finishing up the very last episode of Game of Zones this right. season. Uh, Game of Zones, if for listeners don't know, is a hit Bleacher Report web series. <laughs> Anim- animated. Bleacher Report. I don't think anyone who listens to Brickhouse <laughs> doesn't know who Game of Zones is. I don't know. I'm always like, I ought to be careful, you know? I don't, I don't, I don't want people to be like, what are, what are they talking about? Sorry. Oh, the whole Brian Colangelo Twitter burner stuff like broke when we were like finishing the last episode. And they were like, okay, we got to do something with this. It was like, it was like we were like glued to our phones like for the whole you know first hour of that story breaking. And then it was like it dawned on us, oh crap, 
we got to do something. Yeah. So then it was like texting each other, like, all right, we're going to meet tomorrow, like, you know, figure out what to do. Uh, I'm like a lesser writer on the show. So they were texting me, basically. <laughs> like, <laughs> how's your. I wasn't texting them, like, hey, let me tell you how to do your job. They were texting me, like, are you available tomorrow morning, basically. So how'd you link up with those guys? Are they just Spurs Special Forces fans? They, yeah, they were fans of Spurs Special Forces. The animated NBA. Uh, comedy world is rather small <laughs> yeah <laughs> but there's a weird thing like when you're making something like when you make stuff you put it out there right there's this natural tendency to like hate everything that's similar to what you make sure like you just want to be like ah oh, screw that like my stuff's way better right and uh like i had i had saw game of zones all right i heard about it and i was just like uh come on like game of game of thrones parody come on like that's you know sure i'm not into that then i watched it and i was like oh man like this is actually like really well done mm-hmm. and they they later told me they had the same reaction where they were like spurs special forces that thing looks dumb you know and then they watched it and they're like oh okay this is pretty well done so uh-huh. so we were uh yeah we were mutual fans and then yeah, they just basically asked me to come help with this last season, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do that much. It was just like a day a week. I would kind of Skype, Skype in because they're in New York. Skype in, brainstorm, and then you know write some stuff here and there. That's actually how we started listening to Super Hoopers. We're like, oh, that sounds real dumb. <laughs> then we're like, oh, okay, these guys. They aren't do bad. comedy segments. Yeah. Not on my block. Not on. Yeah. No. Yeah, there's <laughs> this is our corner. Yeah. There's like five NBA comedy podcasts that I know of, and yeah, I always. I'm always suspicious, but then I, then, but then you realize in the NBA comedy podcast world, the real enemies are the smart guy podcasts. Right. Like us comedy podcasts, we have to band together against the boring uh, smart guy podcasts. Us not smart guys, exactly. <laughs> yeah, us not smart yeah, yeah, us the non-serious that's coming folk. from a doctor, Bob. If he's saying <laughs> oh, that's he's true. not a smart guy, yeah. what hope is there well, for us? It's funny, my econ friends, when, I first, when we first started the Super Hoopers, it wasn't as comedy oriented as it is now. It was more like just trying to be a regular NBA podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we sort of went the comedy route, you know, th- through figuring out that's probably our comparative advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, but my econ friends are always like, you "Gotta do more stats, do more econ, use your econ mm-hmm. background." And I'm like, "You're like, eh. yes, that's what the, that's what they want." Yes. <laughs> yes, I know exactly. I'm like, I think that market's being well served. Like, yeah. I, don't, I, I, I don't know. If, and also, John, my my co-host, won't stand for it. So. I think Henry Ford said if he gave the people what they want, he would have given them a faster horse. So. <laughs> it's that's a good call. Yeah. I've, I've been listening to Super Hoopers, and recently you've been on a kick that Rob Palinka, the general manager of the L.A. Lakers, is not a good GM. In fact, he's going to contribute to the downfall mm. of the L.A. Lakers. And mm. it's a it's a very spicy take. I've been enjoying it. Right. I wouldn't say it's a take. I, I'm just re- <laughs> I am just reporting the facts, Bob. Okay. I'm just I'm just okay. I'm just I'm ba- yeah. I'm a reporter. I'm just I'm giving the people truth. Appreciate yeah. This it. is my new this is my new movement. I call Lakers Underground. I've, I've branded it uh-huh. as Laker Lakers Underground. <laughs> okay, okay. In fact, I'll announce it here on this podcast. I am on a. Uh, I'm on a LaCroix strike. Um, you know, being in L.A., uh, you know, the most important beverage is LaCroix. Uh, delicious water. Everyone I'm sorry here, I didn't offer you one. Every, I, <laughs> it is on the stage. But I, yeah, I didn't because I'm, you know, some people go on a hunger strike, you know, when they're, they want to change the world. In L.A., a hunger strike, I mean, that's just like what everyone's doing. Everyone's dieting. I'm actually giving up what is most beloved in the city, LaCroix. And I'm going on a LaCroix strike until the Lakers fire Rob Palenka. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So it's my, it's, my, it's my cross to bear, and I will be bearing it for probably a long time. <laughs> Listen, in this, in this turbulent time we live in, we've needed a hero to step up and really 
take control of things like this. It's uh, also we should say that Matt is actually blind, so he doesn't get lost in Rob Palinka's just charming, you know, eyes and skin and overall facial features. So, <laughs> he's yeah. a handsome man, and that's one of the reasons why he's suspect. Okay, <laughs> he's middle aged. I don't know how old he is. Uh, he's what mid forties, right? Mid, probably forties. Probably. Yeah, I think he's early. He's 40s. a little older than Weber and Jalen Rose. Yeah, to be that in shape and that handsome at his age. You have to be a, a narcissist. You know, you can't... That takes way too much work. And and you have to be some sort of sociopath. So <laughs> I think how handsome he is, is is definitely a red flag. Sure. And look, the moves he's done, the moves... And LeBron. LeBron signing with L.A. I don't think he had anything to do with that. Well, yeah. What credit does he get for that? I don't think... I think he gets zero credit. I think the only credit he gets is he's not Jim Buss, the previous... You know, GM mm-hmm. who was you know whatever a fail son of of uh, Jerry Bus, and I think LeBron. I think LeBron was coming to LA no matter who was in charge, as long as they had you know non Jim Bus person in charge. LeBron wanted to come to Lakers for whatever reason. I I'm kind of baffled by his choice, but I think he was coming. Like, I think he I think he made this decision like a year and a half ago. So I don't think he gets any credit for the LeBron signing, and then all of his subsequent signings were terrible. I mean, like there there's no cogent argument for this the signings after LeBron. You know, Lance Stevenson, Rondo, JaVale, Beasley. So I don't I don't think my take is too spicy. I mean, like, Laker fans are, you know, the word means fanatic. It means they're irrational. They'll t- Like, I listen to these Lakers podcasts, and you see the Rondo signing, and fans lose their mind. And then five minutes later, they've completely rationalized it, and they've uh-huh. come up with, like, how great it is. And there's all these guys who are like, oh, imagine all the assists. We got Lonzo, LeBron, and Rondo out there. We're just going to be an assist fest. Uh, it's yes. like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, Rondo is kind of a difficult personality, and he hasn't been good for, like, except for, like, two playoff games. So, yeah. Well, but, take or not, it's, uh, it's provoking. It's very provocative. It's provocative because, you know, the Laker fan base is – I know I'm trying to recruit people for Lakers Underground, but it's kind of the one of the worst fan bases there is. <laughs> it's filled with dolts, so <laughs> it's hard to talk some sense into them, you know? I, I noticed a lot of them just never admit that they only root for the team when things are going well. And otherwise... And I admit that I only root for the team when it's going well. Yeah. So I have, I, have that, I have that on the Lakers fans. They have some self-awareness. <laughs> hey, man, if the team's got a bunch of guys I don't like on it, I'll go root for some other... Or not, not root, but I'll go pay attention to some other, part of the, some other corner of the NBA for a season. But I'll be watching next year just because I think it'll be fascinating uh, regardless. And I'm a big Lonzo Ball fan. So. Since I knew you were coming on, I wanted to do some serious research into Rob Palenka, which got me to open his Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> it is an extensive Wikipedia page. A lot more than most NBA. Agents. I also opened it and was like, "Sorry, that's that's too much scrolling for me." <laughs> well, I'll I'll just go through the highlights. Then. All right, hit so, it. Hit, yeah, hit us with it. So maybe we can figure out, you know, how Rob Palenka became Rob Palenka. First off, freshman year at Michigan wins the national championship with Glenn Rice. I don't know if you recall the rumor from. Uh, what was it, the year 2008? Oh, yes. Sarah Palin and Glenn Rice. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. The political career is, is starting early for Rob Palenka, oh, is my yeah. point. Freshman right, year right. there. For people who don't know what Bob's talking about, just go ahead and look up the documentary Nailin' Palin. 
<laughs> I don't know if that's a documentary. I, I don't think. I don't, <laughs> oh, it's not. It's not. <laughs> that's views, how. That's the, how I watched it. The views of the guests do not necessarily reflect <laughs> the views of some of the hosts of Brickhouse. But continue, please. Yes. I think what really began Rob Palenka's journey to become an NBA agent was being a bench player for Michigan's Fab Five. It's got to be that. Oh, of course. So they got the the most popular college team of all time. I was reading an interview that right before the national championship game against North Carolina, he got on the team bus. Team bus is filled with agents. You know, he uh, he said it to the interviewer. He's like, I didn't want to become one of those guys. But he saw from an early age, you know, how much influence these players could have and how much money they could demand. And during his uh, during his college career i think when he was in law school at michigan some of his former teammates appeared in the movie blue chips <laughs> billy douglas from lake forest eric anderson who's uh, from chicago and demetrius callop uh, who also played at michigan so the quintessential movie about paying players while they're in college his friends are all working <laughs> on <laughs> Yeah, while while yeah, while his friends were getting paid, uh, you know, to be in the movie, but also to play for Michigan. Right, right. Chris Weber, sure. Arm Tellum hired Palenka out of law school to join SFX Management. He Arm Tellum was originally the agent for Kobe Bryant. As is common practice in the NBA agent world, the mentor brings on the apprentice, and then the apprentice learns from the mentor. And then the apprentice steals the mentor's clients right. and runs off and starts his own agency. I think if you don't do this, then you might get fired by the agency. There's yeah, right, right. Well, then they're like, well, they're like, he's a terrible agent. Like, <laughs> yeah. he is, he's yet to stab me in the back. That's, that's part of the interview process is how long will you be here before you take my clients with you? And if they say, oh, I'd never do that, they shred them, shred right. that application. Just, Palinka took over for Kobe at a certain crux in his career. Let's call it when he decided to change his number from uh, well, 8 okay. to 24. All right, all right. Palinka really had to be the emergency PR department for Kobe Bryant. And I think he did an amazing job to turn the number change, which uh, you know could have ended up in federal prison because of the number change, and spun that around to become this beloved Laker that has fanatics, you know, defacing murals, uh, you know, in, in defending his honor. It really is strange how, how much Kobe has dodged that. I mean, he, he, if if Co- if that happened today, it's like Kobe's kind of done. Like, he's kind of... Oh, for sure. I mean, he was still playing the league, but he would, you know, no endorsements, no nothing. So. He wouldn't have that sweet, sweet slot on ESPN+. Plus. Oh, that's right. He has this show, yeah. and they have yet to watch it. Well, he wouldn't be able to come back from that because Palenka wouldn't be able to represent him because he's because he's, uh, he's the Lakers. He's driving the Lakers into the ground, yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of all the interviews and videos I saw of Rob Palenka, he does have an amazing ability to heap effusive praise oh, yes. on everybody that comes within his perimeter. He, call, he said uh, signing KCP last year was mana from heaven. I saw this quote on, uh, on Kobe from last year. He said, Kobe, what Michelangelo is to art, what Beethoven is to music, what Shakespeare is to words, you are to me as a friend. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this was at a press conference. I thought, I thought you were going to end that with the basketball, but he went, Palinka, he went to the friendship. Yeah. Wow. 
has any friend ever told you anything <laughs> close to that? How would how would you? I don't how think would, we would stay friends after that. <laughs> how would you react if Matt over here yeah. took you to dinner and said, "Bob, doing brick house with you." Bob, Bob, you are the friend equivalent of the Sistine Chapel. Right. A tear comes to my eye every time I think of the beauty I sit across from once a week. The wind beneath my wings. <laughs> wow. What a sociopath. <laughs> what a monster. Yeah, we're, we're just uh, making the case. We're helping yeah. you. We're stating the welcome, case. Welcome to Lakers under, Underground, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Pleasure to be here. Uh, another part of the reason why he had to leave Arm Tellum and SFX was the Carlos Boozer drama. Which oh, is an yes. entire section of the Wikipedia oh, yeah, no, page. I, I was hoping we were going to talk yeah, about this. Yeah, this I knew about. What's the summary of the Carlos Boozer drummer? So as, as I understand it, Boozer was on the Cavs, right? Yes. The Cavs, <laughs> the Cavs at the time were owned by a nice elderly gentleman who was blind, right? Right. Old Gordon Gunn. Old Gordon Gunn. Before they were owned by uh, a raging uh, Trump supporter, <laughs> right. Dan, Dan Gilbert, American economy wrecker, uh, Dan Gilbert. They were owned by a nice elderly gentleman, Gordon Gunn, and basically Gordon let Boozer out of his contract early. Because he was a second rounder, so he was getting paid nothing under uh, the auspices that he would re-sign him for a much higher number. And they had like a handshake deal. And then once this nice old blind man did did that for Boozer, Boozer and his agent, Rob Palenka, immediately signed with the Utah Jazz for right. a much higher number. Right, right, right. They agreed to six years, 41 with the Cavs and ended up going to Utah for six right. years, 68. Stabbing a blind man in the back. Yeah. Yeah. I, is that, is, was that correct? Is, that's that's accurate. Yeah. So SFX had to throw Palenka under the bus for this and say that they were in no way involved in this. In fact, Palenka had to lose Boozer as his client temporarily, set up his new agency, sign Boozer back. <laughs> Life goes on. When you talk about all the stuff, it's amazing how shady this guy is. Mm-hmm. So he stabs Arn Tellum, his original mentor, in the back. Then he stabs his blind man in the back. <laughs> so he's, now he's formed two new agencies? He's spun himself off twice? Yeah. Into- uh, Landmark is just one. He, okay. he stole Kobe and Boozer uh-huh. and started that with Landmark. Oh, okay. 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 Basically after the- oh, so he stole So he stole Tellum's clients. Right. Then then because of Boozer, he leaves the agency, and then he steals all his clients from the... Yeah. Okay. All right. Basically, okay. after this Boozer drama, shortly after it, Gordon Gunn sold his majority stake in the Cavs and became a minority owner. So not only that, he forced the lovely blind man to sell his majority share in shame. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a recluse. He's right. Yeah. He's brought shame <laughs> upon this dojo. I mean, it's like... Well, it's like... Have you ever like broken up with, with a girl at a restaurant or something? You can't go back to that restaurant. You know, it has too many it has too many bad memories. That was the calves to Gordon. He's like, there's too many bad memories here of how I was screwed by by Carlos Boozer. A man who he should have known though. I mean I guess I mean you should know Boozer is is a duplicitous character because he paints on his hair. I mean, like he you know, he has he has the paint on hair. So uh, yes. Another client that Palenka had once upon a time, Kevin Durant. Oh, I did not know this. Yeah, Kevin Durant left Palenka when Jay-Z announced that he was going to become an agent, joined Rock Nation, and signed with Jay-Z and Katie's now agent, Rich Kleinman. Another person that uh, Rob Palenka represented who has been rumored to be a guy that's on the Lakers' short list of targets. Who's this, Bob? Chris Bosh. 
Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, he represented Chris Bosh when he was with Miami. A tie to LeBron, you know, all the way even back then. Now listen, Chris, I know you have a lot of health problems, and I know that you could possibly perish on the court. But what if I were to get you a sweet, sweet $2 million veterans minimum, you come play with the boys... How does that sound? You just have to compete for minutes with JaVale McGee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to be Beasley. Fine. And Beasley, too. Oh, Beasley, yes, of course. So soon after this, Planka gets the job as the Lakers GM, right? I think the, the reason he got the job, this is my theory, is because of the last deal he got Kobe Bryant which essentially destroyed the Lakers. Oh, right. <laughs> you did this, you're going to build it back up. Yeah, it was like I, yeah, two years, 50 million, something like that. Yeah, I'll defend. I'll, I will always defend that deal. I don't I, as as a as a Laker fan at the time, I I understood it. You know, you give you give Kobe his money to keep him around, to sell tickets, to keep people watching, you know, they have the lucrative local TV deal. Oh, yeah, Maybe they, he only has one foot. Maybe back. he only has <laughs> well, But the thing, but the thing that was great about it is it was a secret tank. In like you, because sure. then they were bad. Oh. They were just like the Sixers. They were bad, but they were still reputable because they had Kobe Bryant every night. But they were worse, actually worse than the Sixers over those over that 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 span. Get a bunch of top draft picks, reload, ready to go. Well, that and they uh, also sold eight hundred of those diamond encrusted Kobe jerseys for the last home game, which made all that that twenty five million dollars a year back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like like that's why I'll defend the deal. You, they did not lose money on that deal, right? They did, they're not. They did not. Yeah, lose money by. And they by, had that that top three protected pick from the Steve Nash deal. So they got like the number two pick. What three years? Three years in a row. They we, and then they finally gave when they finally had to give the pick up. It was only number ten. Right. So one more Rob Palenka connection. His coach at Michigan, Steve Fisher. Oh yeah. Kawhi Leonard's coach at San Diego oh, State. Oh wow. Steve Fisher. Oh okay okay I like it I like it Kawhi Leonard next year maybe. Okay. Possibly, yeah, yeah. He sounds like a terrible person uh, that <laughs> Laker fans should not support. Uh, mainly just because he also clearly doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, no, no sane person would sign Lance Stevenson. There's no rationale for signing Lance Stevenson. He's re- revealed himself to be a uh, a subpar GM. Come on, Lakers fans. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad I'm glad you said that. And since you're an economics professor, you know, and we were talking before the the show started. That you know, we like to set ourselves apart from the smart guy NBA mm-hmm. podcast, mm-hmm. Brickhouse, and Super Hoopers. But you know, just so we can get some objective data, I thought we would go through the signings of Rob Palenka. Oh yes, let's do this. Since he started, and give a score from positive three points <laughs> to negative three points. Okay, okay, see, okay, okay. See really what the the true value of Rob Palenka. All right, let's is. do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so March 7th, 2017 is when Rob Palenka signed. So we'll go with, with everything that's happened after that. Mm-hmm. Well, not everything, because a lot of it's boring. Mm-hmm. His first signing, David Nawaba. Oh, yeah. Oh, one oh. One-year contract. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll give that one a plus one. Plus one. This no- is, I, okay. Nawaba was good. Plus, plus one he, he just Nawaba. signed with the Bulls, so he's still in the mix. So he Did he resign with the Bulls? I think he signed. He I just saw... Something I think on this ticker that said that he was signing. If Nawaba's getting plus points, this, uh, this no, no, but the, the, no, they, oh, the wait, Cavs. Wait, Sorry, the Cavs. because he was he was good. The, they they should lose points for letting him walk for nothing. Oh well, that's coming up. Okay, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he was a good player. He turned out to be a good player. You gotta give a plus there. But we trust me, a minus three is coming right up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the next thing of any importance, June 27th signed 
Miles Simon, assistant coach. Oh, wow. Mm. Uh, I'm going to have to give that a zero since I know nothing about okay. Miles, Miles Simon. Simon, most outstanding player of the 1997 tournament with University of Arizona. All of our college stats come yes. from uh, this side of the table. Yes. The next day. Ex- oh, so that's just one of Luke Walton's buddies then. Pretty like much. Luke, like yeah, Luke Walton yeah, on his Arizona coaching guy. staff has like lots of uh, just Arizona buddies who oh, like yeah, actually no, that's his Arizona who like bro. don't know that much about uh, coaching at all. Which is a shoe in to have Richard Jefferson on that staff as soon as yeah. he retires. Well, he would know more than Judd Buchler, who was like coaching beach volleyball before he was on the Lakers staff. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, Judd, he won some championship. Yeah, he knows he knows how to he knows what worked in 1994. Yeah, yeah he's he, perfect. Just he goes in there, he's like, just throw it to Jordan, you'll <laughs> yeah, be okay. Like, all right, so look around, yeah. find Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. The next major signings were the draft. Oh, you got it. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm I as part of not card carrying, crown wearing, member of, uh, <laughs> of Lakers Underground. Uh-huh. <laughs> Obviously, the Lakers nailed that draft. Um, okay. Well, what is the score though? First, we'll start with the, the well, number two. You got to give it plus three. Plus three. Because plus look, three for in, Lonzo. In that Lakers, dra- well, in that draft, they drafted Lonzo, Kuzma, and Hart. Kuzma and Hart. You know, we're in the like twenty-seven and twenty-nine. I think. I mean, yeah. they were in the Ours back thirty. I think somewhere around there. And uh, those are two of the best rookies. I mean, I think they're probably both two top ten rookies maybe last year. And Lonzo, Not look. Lonzo. Well, look, Lonzo. I think if you're doing a redraft, Lonzo is either the third or fourth picked guy in the redraft. It's Tatum, Mitchell, then maybe Markkanen, then Lonzo. Or you can make a case for Lonzo at three. I would have him at three. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I don't think it's not it's not a giant miss. I mean, you got, look in retrospect, they probably should take Tatum, but it's not a giant miss. You got to give him plus three. But the Lakers have been very good at drafting for a very long time, and I think most of the credit there goes to their scouting department. They seem to have an excellent scouting department. Right. And they and when Palinka took over, he just kept the scouting department in place. Isn't that one of the Bus Brothers? It is. It's one of the Bus Brothers. I forget. It starts with a J. I don't know They're which all one. Jays, yeah. I think it's Jesse. I think it's. I'm not That's entirely not sure, right. but I think it's Jesse Bus. So I give Jesse Bus and the scouting department uh, all the credit for that draft and Plinka zero. But uh, <laughs> but you can mark it however well, you want. Plus you, three for Jesse. However Bus. you want to do it. Okay. No, that was a good. That was a solid draft for sure. Yeah. Okay. So the same week he also signed Contavious Caldwell Pope, one year, nineteen million. I give that. I'll give that. I'll give that one uh, a one. Plus I mean, you're one. not you're not spending the money. KCP, it's a flyer on him. It's not. It's not. It's not terrible. I thought he was just going to be keeping LeBron's locker, you know, clean and organized. Yeah, that's for him. just a down payment. Yeah, for LeBron. That's just. Yeah, that that goes. You know, half it's of that business. Half of that goes straight to LeBron's pockets. So. Right. Okay. July thirteenth, signed Alex Caruso, two way contract. Oh, gotta give him plus three for that. <laughs> I love me some Caruso. Kids, Caruso. He looks like actually, if you're a kid, you don't know what this reference, but he looks like Goose from Top Gun. Yeah. And so uh, it's just yeah I love I'm, yeah yeah I'm all in on Caruso balding rookies you Ball, get yeah them, yeah I love balding rookies and but he's also he's decent he's not bad he's not I mean he's he's you know he was good in summer league he's good in summer league yeah he's he he can give you a solid thirty seconds at the end of a blowout uh, the same day though that they signed Alex Caruso waived Nawaba oh minus three uh. so there there you go it bounces out to a zero okay okay, okay. Uh, the next big signing. They re-signed Tyler Ennis, oh. July 26th. Negative, negative two. Negative two, okay. Tyler Ennis is, is not, I mean, he seems like a nice guy, but uh, he's, he's not good at basketball. And, uh, uh, you know, fellow, fellow super hooper Dave Feudernick saw him at a post office once, and he was, like, decked out head-to-toe Laker gear. Like, just to basically tell everyone, like, hey, you may not know who I am, 
because I'm Tyler Ennis, but I'm on the Lakers. So any ladies that you know are interested in a Laker, it's me because I'm wearing the full outfit just to go to the post office. <laughs> I may may have the physique of a professional golfer. <laughs> yeah, he is surprisingly yeah, is not as ripped as you would would think. But uh, yeah, no, sorry, minus. I think I said minus two for Ennis. Minus two for Ennis. Okay, first negative points on the board. October 23rd, 2017. Mm-hmm. Who who could forget the day? Meta World Peace named player development coach for oh. the Lakers G League team. Oh, so plus, three. Plus, three. plus three. Plus three. Plus three. Plus <laughs> three. I own uh, three Lakers jerseys, and two of them are Meta. Uh, uh, well, one's a Meta World Peace jersey, and one's a Ron Artest jersey. And the third? Uh, Vlade Divac. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. Friend of the show. <laughs> yeah. He's a friend of everything. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody dislikes Vlade. Yeah. At the person, as a GM, everyone dislikes Vlade the GM. <laughs> Just to be clear, Lakers Underground does not support bringing Vlade in to replace Rob Palenka. Uh, this one, I got to guess on how you're going to score it. This is early 2018. Maybe you recall the Lakers had to make an announcement that they were going to enforce their rule of no interviews in the players' tunnel especially mm-hmm. of players' families, otherwise known as the LeVar Ball band. Oh, 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 negative, negative two, negative two. Yeah. Only negative two. Only negative two. I mean, because I, I understand it, but, you know, LeVar, you got to give as much LeVar as you can. I'm a big yeah. LeVar Ball fan. Right. Hey, if the, I, that's, that's an idea. Re- replace Rob Palenka with LeVar Ball. If you <laughs> just, have a, just, just for a month. We don't want to go yeah. long-term with it, but... If you have a flower, you have to let it bloom. That's the thing. You can't hide it. Yeah. and You know what? Now that I think about it, maybe there is some rationale to these Lakers signings. I mean, maybe it's just to piss LeVar Ball off. I mean, they're signing guys. They're finding the only guys in the league worse than uh, LiAngelo Ball. So, (laughs) Uh, February 28th, how would you score waving Corey Brewer? I'll give that an I'll give that a negative one. Negative one. I'm a big Brewer fan. You like CB. I mean, I know he's not good at basketball, but he's quite the character. <laughs> mm-hmm. He just seems like a happy-go-lucky guy. He destroyed the Clippers one day. The the Clippers' best hopes of ever making the Western Conference Finals. Him, yeah, he, him yeah. and Josh Smith. Yeah, him and Josh Smith. Yeah, they won that series for the for the Rockets. Okay, let's see here. July second, they signed Malik Newman and drafted Mo Wagner. I mean, this is like a this is a little bit of to be determined. Okay. But what you left out is their second round picks. Oh, Svi. Svi. Yeah, Svi Mikhailuk. Yeah, and uh, Bonga. Okay. So I'm gonna give I'll give him a one for that because positive it, one. It looks like Svi might be a player. Mo Wagner, I don't know about, but Svi. I'm glad someone else said it. I've been trying to tell Bob for months now that he is the next. Hall of Famer of this generation, Svi I just don't like anybody that's going to use two draft picks and get two white guys. <laughs> it's the NBA. It's a little suspect. It's a little suspect. Svi's only problem is his last name. I don't know. How, I mean, yeah. like, they need to come up with a nickname for him fast. Yeah. yeah Svi, I think, is the nickname for his impossible to pronounce first name. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, uh, everyone's heard that they signed this summer LeBron James. Oh, oh, this is going to be controversial because I'm. I was maybe the only one of the few Lakers fans that didn't want him to sign LeBron James because you and the mural defacers. No, no, we're different groups. <laughs> okay. We yeah, are distinct yeah. groups. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> the mural defacers are Kobe stands. Right. They're like people who just love Kobe. I actually don't like Kobe that much. I just don't think from a winning title standpoint that signing LeBron helps you. And I know that sounds insane, but like you just have to think through it. Like you're not beating the Warriors this year or next year. 
You know, your your title window is a few years off, and LeBron's like 36, 37 then, declining. And LeBron also forces your franchise into making sort of bad personnel decisions. He likes to sign his friends. He likes to sign clutch players. So it just seemed Rondo. like you're, yeah, you're Ron. Like he he approved all these signings. It's they're always the Laker like the Laker reporters always coming out. Hey, LeBron approved these. These are like <laughs> LeBron's on the phone. Go get go get me Lance Stevenson. That guy blew my ear once, and you know I need to have him. <laughs> so it's just like he kind of he kind of like and he, he there's always drama surrounding LeBron, and I just don't feel I just I just I mean. I'm sure I'll be proved wrong because it happens daily. But I don't think the Lakers are going to win a title with LeBron. And, and the Lakers, the only thing they care about the titles. So I respect, you know, everyone else's opinion. So I'll give it a one. I won't, I won't go negative with it, okay. but I'll give it. I'll give it a one. It's very generous of you. Yeah. Yes. Let's go through the other signings then and get your. They're all going to be negative. I mean, they're all going to be negative three. Javale, actually, no. <laughs> I'll give Javale and Beasley. I give zeros because okay. actually Beasley, I'll give a one too because I, I kind of like Beasley. I like Beasley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Beasley's fun. But the thing is, you can't have all of them. They, like, collected all these players that you're only supposed to have one of. Right. So it's like you take them. There should be some sort of, like, uh, raise it to an exponent. Because it's, like, like you got, like, in a vacuum, they won't be that bad. But you combine them, and they're exponentially worse. But uh, They're compounding. Yeah, yeah. So so Beasley, I'll give a one. JaVale's a zero. And then Lance and Rondo, both negative threes. Negative threes. Okay. Yeah. We will uh, we'll tally up the points here. We got a negative one. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Very I thought well it'd be done. I thought it'd be worse than that. I mean, but to me, the, uh, the Nawaba points really put it over the edge. I think is what it the, was. Uh, <laughs> well, no, it's the uh, what. Also, what you missed is the um, D'Angelo Russell trade. I don't know if that oh, oh that's that factors in because that was that, that would be a plus three as well. Oh crap! Now we just ended up with plus two. We just gave. Flink, I'll edit that out. We just yeah. gave like a passing yeah. grade. Oh no! Oh, I'm gonna have to start drinking Lacroix. <laughs> I think one way we'll be able to maybe judge Rob Palenka in the near future is we see how well James Harden's replacement agent does for him. Mm. James Harden was his big fish, his big client after Kobe Bryant retired. He signed him to that $200 million plus Adidas deal, 10-year deal for Harden. And, by the way, he gets to keep all that money that he negotiated. Oh, with the deal. So he's still collecting the Harden money. Yeah, including players that are still playing on contracts that he negotiated, too. He... uh, you know, had to disassociate himself from landmark agencies, similar to the way Trump, you know, <laughs> showed all the papers how he yeah. uh, is no longer connected to right. the Trump. Also, how LeBron is not connected to clutch sports at all. Exactly. Yes. Did you know who James Harden's new agent is? It's his mother. Really? That's right. Really? <laughs> <laughs> if you saw the James Harden MVP speech, it was basically just an introduction to the James Harden Adidas commercial, which was all narrated by his mother. Oh, Brought nice. his mother on stage for the MVP speech, and then the Adidas commercial played directly after. Does she have any other clients? Can I you? don't think. <laughs> she, has a, she has a daughter and another son, I believe. Hey, James Harden's mother, if you're listening to this, as we covered, I'm a celebrated comedy writer. <laughs> Currently, don't have an agent. So if you want to represent me, I'm happy to have you represent me. Do you yeah. want a doctor in the family? Do you Mrs. want Harden? That's basically Harden. what we're Yeah, do you want a doctor and uh, you want to branch out into the entertainment industry? Get at me. So we've been talking about it, but I just want to see if you have any predictions for what happens. It seems like the introduction to a new season of The Real World. What happens when you put... 
four veterans on one-year deals playing for their next contract in a house with four rookies trying not to get traded so they can still you know play with LeBron James. Who do you think is going to cut the brake lines on whose car first? So okay, let yeah, so so they got so they have Javale, Lance, Beasley, Rondo, right? And then you have Mo Hart, Wagner. Hart, <laughs> Kuzma, Ball, Ingram, Ingram, and Mo Wagner. Right. And you could make an argument that the, the young players are all way better than I, the, I than think the old that's players. Objectively accurate. And you could yeah. put KCP in there too and say, look, I think Josh Hart is better than KCP. Yeah, you're right. This is a combust. This is a combustible situation. <laughs> and I think I think the guy to watch is Stevenson because okay, okay. Stevenson is not good at basketball. <laughs> Probably shouldn't be in the NBA. And if the Lakers realize this, if if Walton realizes this, he's going to be the one who's not playing and. I mean, Stevenson's a lunatic. I mean, like, you know, he's done some wild stuff on the court and off the court. Also, uh, you know, wild and terrible stuff, actually. So that's the guy to look at, I would say. And then Rondo. I don't, but Rondo's weird because there's all these reports that Rondo, like, got along well. Like, I mean, he, in, in Chicago and New Orleans, like, there were no complaints about Rondo. Apparently, he got along well with the young guys. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. I don't know what to think about Rondo. Yeah. So it's going to be Lance and. Maybe JaVale. I mean, I think JaVale starts, and I think JaVale... I don't think JaVale's actually that terrible, but, you know, you could imagine a world where they, they play more small ball. They, you know, they start to trot out Mo Wagner. Yeah, JaVale on these minimums is not terrible. The JaVale that... Didn't he sign a deal and get cut before the deal extension and then got waived before the extension yeah, he started? Yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're yeah. right. I think you're right. That, that's the JaVale we need to stay away from. But the JaVale that just comes in and everyone's like, oh, look at the... Oh, this and dunks and all that. Yeah, and I, I, he doesn't seem like he's a bad guy. Like, he seems like he's, you know, a nice, easygoing guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the JaVale contract, I don't have... Because it was a minimum deal. The, the big problem was Lance, because that was like a sizable deal, I think, $6 million or something like that. And the Rondo deal, nine. Nine million dollars for Rondo. Nine million, like right. Which you couldn't is, spend that money on a Julius on Randall. Julius Randle, who right. was the Lakers' best player last year. Right. <laughs> there are plenty of options. Yeah. Uh, hello. We already have Caruso. Why do we need Rondo? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's not forget we haven't even mentioned the most incendiary Laker we have right now, Lavar Ball. <laughs> yeah, Lavar, dude, Lavar. <laughs> Look, it's not going to be pretty, man. Just make some money off it. Just take the under, whatever the under is. Just take it. <laughs> You guys go into conspiracy theories occasionally on Super Hoopers. Mm-hmm. I had a listener send in a conspiracy theory I wanted to uh, to run past you guys, the mats here. He has a take on why Carmelo Anthony's career has taken the nosedive that it has uh, in the past year, 18 months or so. He posits that Carmelo Anthony's shooting and playmaking have gone way down since Lala Anthony started doing sex scenes in the show power oh a power watcher okay okay is that is that a fact has has there been a notable drop i'm of the opinion carmel anthony was like never that good Mm -hmm. but but if if there has been a notable drop i think that's a good theory this was a right around the same time that he introduced hoodie mellow to oh which is what he thinks is his coping mechanism to dealing with what must be incessant heckling from NBA players who get to see Carmelo's wife's breasts, you know, whenever they want on uh, on. Power. Oh, really? Is it, is it that type of show? Oh, it's naked, naked. Lala Anthony. Oh, the wow. uh, what the writers of Power should do is put the put her lover, whoever her lover is, in a hoodie. 
Oh, yes, yes, yes. You know, we don't see color here on the Brickhouse podcast, but I imagine the NBA players might have this extra thing to really dig at uh, Mello, the guy that she's having sex with on Power, the lone white guy. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. He's, he's a cool character from what I hear. I haven't watched the show, but well, I imagine, you know, guys like Kevin Garnett, Draymond Green, they're not going to let that go. You know yeah, I mean? hey, writers, put a hoodie on him to piss Mello off even more. Throw in a Honey Nut Cheerios line in there to piss him <laughs> off even more. What do you think is worse? Because Carmelo Anthony, you know, the reason that they separated was he impregnated a New York City stripper. Right. But no one got to actually see, you know, the sexual episode. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is worse? Having the real sex with the stripper that leads to the pregnancy or the fake sex with the white guy that anyone can watch all the time, as long as you have Wi-Fi? Right. What is worse, cheating on your wife with a stripper or having a high-paying acting job? It's tough. You're right, Bob. You're right, Bob. It's, it's a, I, I told you. It's it's tough. Tough. It's just, you, didn't, you didn't prepare me enough. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> For one of our last segments here, I want to do a word association game with you. Uh, If our listeners have listened to the C.J. McCollum, uh, Kevin Durant podcast, they played a little word association game at the end of the the pod. Not that it's, you know, invented by C.J. McCollum or anything. You know, just your quick reactions. We say a word, it's like uh, the Rorschach test. So uh, first thing comes to mind. Okay. First word, Los Angeles. Lakers. We're just talking about them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, but also the greatest city in the world. Greatest city in the world. In my opinion, I've, and I've lived in uh, I've lived in several cities. I've lived in Los Angeles, <laughs> Huntington Beach, the cultural wasteland that is Huntington Beach, okay. Culver City. Oh yeah, technically Culver City. Uh, Bar- Barcelona, Santiago, Chile. So. Worldly Hooper. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Juarez. I could I can say because I, I know it. Los Angeles is better than Juarez, Mexico. Okay. <laughs> How long did you live in Juarez? I was there for a few months. Prison stamp. Another. That's probably. It sounds like another pod. I yeah. was. Uh, I was. Uh, yeah. It's, I was a PA on a documentary. Okay. okay. Yeah. It, it is another. It's a whole other pod. Uh, we spent forty-five minutes talking about him, but if you could say in one word, Rob Palenka. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, we like I said, sociopath is the one that comes to mind. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. That's yeah. a great one. Yeah. How about his uh, sidekick, Magic Johnson? Uh, smile. That's uh, honestly that's the first thing that comes smile. to mind. Smile. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love. I got no animus towards Magic, the player. Or how the person. Yeah, how could you? I mean, I grew up watching Magic. What about Lonzo Ball? <laughs> Saint? Saint. <laughs> You're up. <laughs> Very good. How about uh, Nate Duncan? Oh. <laughs> I'll accept it. That's oh, good. I think you should play the five. That's <laughs> <laughs> that. <laughs> Smart guy, NBA podcast here, for those of you who don't know. So good. For those of you that don't know, just keep it that way. Yeah. How about surfing? Oh, man. I'm, I, I, all the words that are coming to mind are so boring. I feel so bad about this. <laughs> when you said surfing, the word that came to my mind was just best. <laughs> like, it's just... Uh, best. It's a, I mean, it's the best sport. I mean, I, I know this is a basketball podcast, but surfing is... Uh, I grew up surfing. It's just a... Uh, Nothing beats it, you know, because it's because it's the only sport with a random element, whereas the wave is different every, you know, every time. All sorts of skill just involved in catching the wave. So it's just in your your harnessing nature. It's just a beautiful thing. Well, I think this Lakers team is going to be the second sport with a lot of <laughs> yeah, random elements. Yeah, let me tell you, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's yeah. There's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of chaos. And, uh, yeah, maybe maybe I'll, I'll be able to rekindle my youth by watching this Lakers team. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one, Sam Hinkie. Oh, uh, nerd god, nerd god. <laughs> 
What about Kevin Durant? Oh, man. Snake. I mean, Snake is the one that came to mind. Slam dunk. So uh, what comes to mind is the uh, is the way uh, my friend Wade Randolph would, would say slam dunk for Spurs Special Forces because he would play uh, Tim Duncan. Okay. So he would say, slam Duncan. Because that's, uh, <laughs> that's Tim Duncan's website. He's like, slamduncan.com. <laughs> okay, just a few more here. Drew Hanlon. Shameless self promoter. <laughs> that's the, that's the shooting coach, and he's like he's all over the media. It's like uh, in, talking up his clients. It's like come on. I had never heard that name before until just a couple months ago. Until you saw it every single place. Yeah. It's like, look, man, like let your work do the talking for you. It's like I don't come on this podcast and talk about how how amazing Spurs Special Forces is or how groundbreaking Game of Zones is. Like, you know, I let people watch it and come to that conclusion on their own, which they surely will. Of course they will. Uh, Greg Popovich. Oh, dad. dad. <laughs> just, just seems like, which I just wish he was my dad. What about Kawhi Leonard? Oh, I mean, I guess I mean, what, the word that comes to mind is robot. But I was going to say more, more specifically, a robot that was hacked by the Russians to rebel against the uh, you know Trump hating uh, Popovich. Can you really say anything about someone who doesn't say anything? Is that that's the bind we're in? Right, right. Yeah. It's true. He won't. He won't speak for himself. Mm-hmm. He's the opposite of Drew Hanlon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last one, just. Donald Trump. Oh, God. You already said snake. Yeah, no, it's just, uh, I don't know, existential threat to uh, America. Oh, one word. One word, please. One word. Threat. One word. Pain. He was elected like a week before my son was born. So so your son was the second greatest moment. Of I don't know if I told son. this. I don't know if I've ever told this story either. So Trump I actually like really hurt me personally as well. Oh, no. Um, so I wrote, I wrote, so we, you know, working in Hollywood, you know, writing scripts. That's, that's, that's what, I, what I do when I'm not econ professing. I had this pilot script that starred, one of the main characters was President Hillary Clinton. Oh, no. Oh, wow. Script gets sent out to the agency, because I wrote it with someone with an agent. I don't have an agent yet, James Harden's mom. <laughs> <laughs> script gets sent out. Everyone loves it. This, oh, this is a great script. Meetings are set up. Everyone's like, oh, this is fantastic. You know, this Love so funny, you know. Set all these meetings up. When it was sent out, that was a Monday. Trump was elected Tuesday. Oh my god! All the meetings canceled. Whoa. Scripts dead. Brutal. Dead to never to come back. Maybe six re- months. Revive it for Chelsea. Clinton. Six months of work down the drain. So it's like you know, obviously sad about the country, but I was also sad about. I was more sad about my career, you know, because you know, you got to have priorities. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> When he was elected, well, we was so funny when we were writing it. We were like, we were like, oh yeah, we'll you know have this Hillary character, the president character, and they're like, well, and we're like, what? What if Trump gets elected? And we we're like, look, if Trump gets elected, we'll have bigger problems than than you know worrying about this script. <laughs> the comedy will just write itself. If he gets elected. <laughs> okay, so now we're just going to go into our segment that we do every week. Since you're the guest, Matt, we'll let you pick this week's winner of the diss of the week. Oh yeah, let's do it. Yo mama is so fat. Uh, This one is uh, not as much a zinger as just uh, a parade. The Cavs fans announced that they're going to throw a parade for Tristan Thompson for punching Draymond Green in the face. Okay. The Cavs fans don't have a lot to cheer about these days, apparently. Hey, Colin Sexton, man. I could get behind Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton is pretty cool. David Nwaba, Laker legend. (laughs) 
<laughs> is he on the Cavs? Yeah, yeah he signed with Matt. the Cavs. Breaking news, Matt told us that. Yeah, yeah. so Cavs fans are hosting a parade outside Quicken Loans Arena October 13th, which is Tristan's number, at 3.10 p.m., which I guess is supposed to be a dig at the 3-1 comeback ah. two years ago. Although now, I mean, didn't the Warriors go 3-1 against the uh, Cavs in the finals? They won three, right? I think they swept them in the last... No, no, but I mean, in terms of all... If you look at the four years, Uh, they played four years in the final... Oh, no. Is that right? Yeah, three one. Yeah. 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 Uh, Another Cav in the news, another nominee. J.R. Smith is under investigation for throwing a fan's cell phone into a construction yard. Oh, no. (laughs) Fan approached him early Sunday morning, tried to take a unwanted picture of J.R. Smith. J.R. grabs his phone, throws it in the construction yard... And this guy presses charges. Damaged phone that he claims worth $800. Brutal. Do we, I mean, do we know that's what happened? I mean, maybe JR was just trying to throw the phone back to him, and he's just (laughs) such a terrible shooter now that it went in the construction (laughs) yard. He didn't know the score. Another diss. Wait, so what's the diss? Is the diss the lawyer suing him? Like, who's the. The diss diss is taking someone's phone and throwing it into the construction. So so. JR, okay, okay. That's okay. a harsh move. Uh, this one's a self-deprecating diss by Dirk Nowitzki. He had to take an off-season drug test, which I didn't know they had, first yeah. of all. And how is J.R. Smith passing how is anybody, any of these? How are any of the players <laughs> passing an off-season drug test? Yeah. So Dirk tweeted out, just had off-season drug testing, told the guy, did you see me move last year? If I was on something, I need to change the product ASAP. Ah, uh, yes. The old confusion. He's really yeah, mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's Dirk self-deprecating. Uh, this one is a reply I saw from an SB Nation tweet asking for people's most unpopular NBA opinion. Dan Mentos on Twitter wrote, Magic Johnson wasted the world's best porn name on a basketball career. <laughs> you have to kind of work some of these into the disses. <laughs> Along with this one, um, Popovich promised Team USA players whoever won a shooting contest would get a new car. James Harden won the shooting contest. Hot Wheels was Amazing. the prize. Amazing. Diss to players' expectations. I don't yeah. Know. No, that's a diss, yeah. And the last one here is NHL player Milan Lukic on the DeMar DeRozan situation. Right. I heard this one, yeah. He said, quote, come on, man. You're still making $30 million a year living in San Antonio with no state tax. Give me a break. No one feels bad for you. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to go with that last one because I feel the exact same way. It's like everyone's like, oh, Toronto, they did him so dirty. It's like, what are you talking about? They like gave him this giant contract that was more than you know he was probably worth on the open market. That they traded him to a great situation. Like, what do you want, Demar? I guess he wants and to more stay than an entire NHL team gets paid. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I also like to pop one because I think I would actually be legitimately mad if uh-huh. he gave me the Hot Wheels. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. James uh, Harden's mom will buy him a new. That's car. true. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, well, yeah. she needs as the agent. She needs to go in there and say, "Hey, pop, you know, you, your word, your word." <laughs> Maybe that's why he felt like he could get away with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he knew the agent was a pushover. And she'll come in there with the smacks, too. You know, the moms are always ready to... Hitting you with your purse. Yeah. yeah, That would be amazing. <laughs> it's just her with a purse attacking him. Yeah. Well, I look forward to that. That'll be, the, that'll be the Diss of the Week next week. Well, thank you for playing Diss of the Week. On the next episode of Brick House. Still counting down the days until the NBA is back. I got my fingers crossed that Kyrie Irving demands a trade again, because that's what got us out of the doldrums of August mm-hmm. last year. Thanks a lot for coming on the show, Matt. And listeners, you got to tune in to Super Hoopers. Hit subscribe. Great show. If you like Brick House, you haven't listened to Super Hoopers. 
do yourself a favor, check it out. Yeah, our lowest, our lowest, uh, our lowest moment this week. Super Hoopers took a giant L. We tried to prank a rival podcast. Got backfired. So, oh no! So check that out. <laughs> okay, I haven't listened to that one yet. I will say my favorite moment in Super Hoopers history is when you paid to advertise on another <laughs> podcast for your podcast. Was that on Nate Duncan's? No, 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 no. So the, we did that with the coach, Coach Nix. Okay. We tried it with Nate Duncan. Uh-huh. <laughs> And I approached him via email and uh, got denied. He sent me a strongly worded email. <laughs> Deny, yeah, denying. <laughs> you can't slip that past the smart guys. No, you can't. Yeah. I, well, I wasn't trying to slip it past him. I was very clear <laughs> of what I, what I wanted. He was not down. So Spurs Special Forces, Game of Zones. Anything else you want to plug there, Matt? Just my Twitter, Tweet of Matt Hill. Tweet of Matt Hill. Hit him up. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. And we'll talk to you listeners next week on the next episode of Brickhouse.